It's still Sunday energy, even though it's nighttime, baby. Here we are. Hill Kings after dark. Welcome back. This is the Hill Kings pod. Are you going to shout someone out? I have a very specific listener to shout out. Benjamin. Is it our only listener? It's our only listener. It's Who's my, Benjamin? It's my nephew, Ben. How old your nephew, Ben? I'm not actually sure how old he is, but he's probably listening with my brother in the car. <laughs> he's a six-month-old baby. No, dude. Yeah, dude. It's so cute, though. Whenever he, my brother listens to the podcast, what up, Kyle? Shout out. That Ben wants to call me and tell me that he's listening to the pod. I'm sure that they turn cute. it off shortly after. This is not necessarily the most child safe thing. Ben, plug your ears. Uh, <laughs> so Ben, Ben really likes the echo. What duck are you sound doing, step bro? The echo duck. You got that one? Uh, no, I deleted that one. Oh, you did? Oh, that's yeah. Ben's sorry, favorite, Ben. Dude. It's gone forever. We're oh, never going to hear it again. Ben, jump in the comments, man. Wah, 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 wah. There we go. Uh, I'm just fucking with you, oh, Ben. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, no, shout out to Ben, though. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kyle, don't let your child listen to this. What are you doing? Yeah, don't let your six-month-old listen to this show. Absolutely not. My are brother you? listens. Shout out. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Damn, he can't even remember his brother. Oh, shit. Brian. Oh, yes. <laughs> your brother, Ryan. Shout no, Brian, brother, Ryan. With a B. Ryan, shout out Ryan. Yeah, shout out to Ryan. I could have sworn it was Ryan. So we have at least two listeners. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Indeed. Well, this is the Hill Kings podcast, the only podcast with two listeners, one of them being a baby. Uh, we're here to talk about what fucking episode? Episode 11? This, this is episode 11. We are at the penultimate episode Ooh. of season one. Fitting time. We're almost the at the, the finale. Yep. Yeah. Uh, little Christmas themed episode. Very Christmassy vibes in this there's, one. There's um there's some ho 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 reference in there. I'm sure you Oh yeah, the, the... yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh but yeah, this oh! is season one, episode eleven, King of the Ant Hill. What did you what did you think oh. of this one? Uh on my first watch through, I thought it was a little flat, honestly. On my second watch through, I liked it a whole lot better. See, it was the opposite for me. I liked really? it on my first one. The second time I watched it, I was like, this is kind of a bad episode. Oh, no. Yeah. We'll get oh, into all of it. Okay. We'll get into all of it. Contentious ep for the We'll boys. talk about grass. We'll talk about ants. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about ass. Yeah, and we'll dude, talk we about pants. I think we actually will hit all of those things. Uh, but yeah, the blurb is <laughs> keep uh, track at home. <laughs> yeah, you're listening. After Hank fires him as his exterminator, Dale infests Hank's lawn with ants in order to seek revenge. Beautiful. It's, uh, came out on May 4th, 1997. Directed by Gary McCarver and Wesley Archer, written by Judge Daniels and Hardwick, the Golden Boys. Uh, Wesley Archer is also your longtime director. For King of the Hill and uh, Gary McGarver, he dr- also directed one episode of The Oblongs. Did you ever watch The Oblongs, Brad? No, what's that? It's a little animated series, Will Ferrell. 
isn't it? Will Ferrell. Yeah, they play. He plays this cute little charming family that lives down in a toxic waste dump uh, called the Oblongs. It's very good. Oh, weird. Yeah, you never saw that. No, you love it. It's right. When did this come out? Like two thousand one. Oh shit. Yeah, man, it's super good. You'd love it, Bob Oblong. Yeah, but one of the directors of this episode directed an episode of the Oblongs. That's fun. <laughs> um, I'm driving the mower for this episode, folks. Uh, it's a very mower-heavy episode. But before, before we start cutting the grass, so to speak, um, Bradley, you want to you want to tell us what was happening this week in Ireland? Let's figure it out on this week in Ireland. In Ireland. All right. This week in Ireland, this, of course, is the segment of the show where we look at the air date of the episode and I Google a bunch of shit and try to find something interesting that was going on in the world at the time of the episode's airing. Kicking it off with the TV guide, you will notice this, this, that this looks like shit. Uh, that, is because t- <laughs> that is because TV Tango, the website that... <sighs> has the catalog of all of this was fucking down Dude. whenever I was looking for all of this Don't stuff. Drag TV Tango uh, like sorry, man. Pod, figure dude. out figure out your hosting too, shit on your website. They're gonna go elsewhere, bro. They're gonna go to TV Tango's podcast. They They're gonna go to the Tango pod. Yeah. Uh but we can still see it. We can still kind of see what's man. going on here. Uh packed Sunday. Classic Simpsons episode for a Simpsons say, check. Get we always got to do first. Homer's enemy. That's the episode with uh, Frank Grimes. Not familiar. It's uh, Homer gets a new coworker who's like much smarter and more capable than him, but his life is like a mess and he's a huge failure and he just yeah. doesn't understand how Homer has like a wife and a kid and mm-hmm. a home and success it. and friends. And he's just like consumed by jealousy and hatred towards Homer. Uh, it's a good good episode. <laughs> also, the Stanley Cup finals yeah. were going on. I thought you I did not a whole slide for this. Though. I didn't. I couldn't really look into it because it all looked like shit. Um, I think this was the Red Wings. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll tell you what I was watching before it. You know, we were a big AFV household for sure. So we we're watching America's Funniest Home Videos up there for sure. Um. I probably would have liked watching that world's greatest animal outtakes like I always do. I'm interested in what's going on over here with the Walker, Texas Ranger. Chuck Norris, new, baby. It's a two-parter. They're a special night. Back. Yeah. This is a heavy night of TV. It was the Red Wings. Night. I was correct. Red Wings over the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh-huh. Um, fuck the Red Wings. How do you feel about the Flyers? Also, fuck the Flyers. Okay. You Honestly, first, my folks. two my two least favorite teams in the NHL. Okay. So who uh, cares? Let's talk about a little bit of the problematicness here on the board, just for fun, <laughs> right in the middle of your. Screen. Oh, your you'll dick see, is out. Oh shit! You'll see, uh, you'll see Will work for Dick is uh, the episode for Third Rock from the Sun this week, and over in the bottom right hand of the corner, you'll see that on uh, Unhappily Ever After there is Pride of the. Ooh. Well, Will work for Dick. This isn't the first time that we've noticed a dick in an episode title of that show. It's just because there's a character named Dick. So it seems like they had a lot of fun with the dick pun. Happily ever after. 
Yeah, Pride of the Engines is a little. That's a little. That was the nineties. Yeah. Oh, and and America's Castles is also on. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about that top right corner. If you can't see it, uh, another powerhouse here in the same slot. Forrest Gump is going to start off on A and E. So this Quite might deep. be a hot take, and you can come for me in the comments. I kind of hate Forrest Gump. I see why you say that. I think it's overrated. Hmm. Mm, yeah, folks, Thoughts? come for him. Come for him. Thoughts? Dragon. You can let me know how you feel. It's okay. I can take it. No one's watching anyway, except yeah. for your uh, nephew. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, sick. Wait, uh, what was his name likes, again? Uh, ben? Ben, yeah. He also this likes the so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> he just thinks sounds are funny, man. Sounds, I mean, same emotional damage yes Kyle. anyway Kyle, if you're still listening with benjamin <laughs> get out of here man all right let's continue yeah let's move on uh the movie tonight, the movie day trippers came out uh never heard of it but it was kind of a soft week for movie releases and i Tucci. had to find space but yeah, yeah stanley tucci we got Liv schreiber yeah uh seems like one of those kind of late 90s early 2000s movies yeah. that's very forgettable but i might be mm-hmm. wrong if you're a day trippers fan sound off ask your little cousin if he's into day trippers yeah or your nephew sorry uh it was also famous youtuber slash comedian curtis connor's third birthday uh trying to get him on the show oh. kurt if you're watching or listening come guest on kurt, the show if your nephew likes this show then yeah we'll we'll get an in with nephews and that's how we'll get listeners big big nephew we're big with nephews on this show i refuse uh two famous gymnasts died on the same day one of them was 19 and one was 83 years old i'll let you guess which one was which that guy looks great for 83 well, yeah, I don't think he was 83 in this photo. <laughs> or maybe he was. Gymnastics Whoa. is very good for you. Yeah, uh, Spice World, the movie, was announced at fucking Cannes Film Festival. At Cannes? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it, that's where they announced it? Yo, I mean, hey. I mean, it I. is a cinematic masterpiece. Shoot for so. the moon, land among the stars, you know? Yep. Spice you going to tell them they can't do that? Rice. I mean, they, they can. The they down. did. They did, and the movie was a hit also. So can't really, can't really argue that. Uh, in the same vein of, like, musical pop groups, uh, auditions were held for the manufactured British boy band Five Ooh. in the UK. This was a boy band that was entirely made up of just people who auditioned nice uh and their music was and uh, not very good yeah i don't did, know if you've uh, ever did heard british, them, did british radio pop did that uh did that get imported over to canada probably a little i mean anything that was british and popular in the u.s was also probably popular in mm. canada like the spice girls 
but not they're British. I don't feel like I don't recall anything about these. They didn't make a splash. They weren't them. super popular. I think the main thing was like it was during the craze of boy bands, and this yeah. was just like some record label was band. like, "We're gonna do it again," and you could be a part of it. Uh, so, I mean, they look cool as fuck. Look at them, yeah, dude. Hell yeah! Look the at guy them. In the the guy in the front's like, "What's up?" He's the bad boy. Is he with those? No, people? I think maybe the guy with the eyebrow piercing is the bad boy. Aren't the kids dressing like that these days? Kids do kind of dress like kids, right? Early two thousands. Yeah, I think we, we are. Should probably blur this image for for the for our younger audience. For the <laughs> we don't want them to start dressing like five. The UK. I mean, they boy they kind of already are. Honestly, this style is majorly back. Uh, and wrapping it up, the game Ape Escape was released the following morning. Have you ever played Ape Escape? I have played Ape Escape. I will put up a little video of some of the gameplay of this game. I played the fuck out of this game, dude. Look at it. Doesn't that look fun? Shit. It was all about like you're running around just like Mm -hmm. catching monkeys. Trying to catch the little apes, man. Yeah, we were But they're definitely monkeys. These aren't apes, are they? I don't know enough about the distinction. I guess it doesn't really matter. Educate us in the comments, please. Yeah. Does your nephew know anything about apes and monkeys? Ben, if you're still listening, do you know anything about yeah. the distinction between apes versus monkeys? Chime in. And also, My brother probably does. fit in that order? I ain't no ape. That's all I know. I didn't come from no ape. Who knows, brother? Anyway, that's, yeah. that's the segment. That's this week in Ireland. You know what it is. You know how we do it. Together. Let's fucking get in yeah, to dude. this episode. Bruh. Heck yeah. Well, uh, I'm driving the mower for this one. Uh, very aptly themed episode. Uh, we start out just with the theme, so no cold open here. Hank's cutting his grass. Hot open. Hot open, not cold. Hank's cutting his grass. He takes a measuring uh, tape to it. And he's sixteenth uh, of an inch off. He needs to let some air out of his left tire, which I thought was very so funny. funny. Um, the boys rock up to him, uh, you know, ask if he's getting ready for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, that will be the holiday that we are lock up party to here. Yeah, there's kind of a there's a little bit of a ticking clock in this episode, and it's uh, Cinco de Mayo. And this did come out the day before Cinco de Mayo. Oh shoot, that's true, dude. I didn't yeah. even notice that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the type of hot fucking analysis that only this show can provide, wow, dude. And that's why nephews all over the world are listening. Trust Hill King's podcast. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, uh, Hank, Hank does say that his sta- his lawn is in a constant state of readiness, which I thought was funny because it's a it's, lawn. Yeah. Uh, Khan is going to come out swinging hot and insult Hank's lawn. Khan had some fucking burns in this episode. Khan is always so sharp. Um, He really does. But yeah, Khan's like comes in swinging and Hank's like, what? If you have something to say, just say it. And Khan's like, I don't have to point out all these flaws. And like the low density patches points out that his lawn is better. Mm. Uh, Basically says, since your lawn is shit, can doggy make on it? Yeah, like in my dog shit on your shitty ass lawn. Con is he's an absolute fired man. Yeah, he's a machine with the insults to Hank. Um, 
Dale does come to Hank's defense, though, and mm-hmm. uh, he says that if anyone's going to bring the property values down around here, it's going to be me. Because his lawn like, is all like weeds and auto parts. He says, I should be ashamed living, to Hank, living next to Hank Hill. So Dale, uh, Dale comes to his defense, and uh, a lot of this episode is going to be about the Hank and Dale relationship. Yep. Um, and this is one of the first times we see Dale kind of be a, truly unhinged. For the most part, <laughs> we've just seen him. In, would, like, he's yeah. had, he's, had he's quite unhinged in this episode. Yeah, he's you know he's had his scenes, but this is the first one that's like Dale is a is a main character to it, and it's a lot going to be about the Hank and Dale relationship. Yeah, let's see. Hank is really disturbed about his lawn, uh, and I don't know if you caught this line. He talks about uh, he he poured his heart heart and soul into his lawn, and the tender feelings I've held back from my family. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. That's uh, an oof right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hank almost like puts his clump of lawn back in like Khan's lawn to make his yeah, lawn would, worse. Would that have any sort of effect at all? Maybe, maybe because Bill is like, put it back and go in and hug your go wife. In and hug your wife, man. <laughs> yeah, Bill being the voice of reason. Like that's um, too far. Taking a clump of lawn. Yeah. This uh this episode next we're gonna jump in and see Peggy and uh, oh god Cinco de Mayo is really her thing Hank is the block captain um and Pe- but Peggy is much more concerned with the block party than Hank is going to be so this will be a well, I think Khan Peggy. is the block captain right oh does he take it over I thought it was doesn't Hank. I think Peggy mentions that it's or is it someone else no it's Hank Hank is, is the block Hank? captain okay yeah that makes um, sense whether he gives it up at the end I can't recall. The way that Peggy said avocado and guacamole yes. on that phone call, mm-hmm. I know that that's the joke, Guaco. but it, gua- and avocado. Avocado. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to mispronounce a lot of stuff in this episode. And it's, that's a big Peggy trope throughout the show. And yeah, personally. they were heavy on it in this one. I really kind of like some of that humor intentionally mispronouncing things is very funny sometimes. well it's not it's not intentional for her it's not she's just a dumbass it's intentional for the writers yeah, yeah i know what you yeah. mean but i like that yeah i also loved uh luann saying that she's glad that peggy's in charge because mm-hmm. last year was all techs and no all techs and no mechs <laughs> when, when peggy hangs up the phone to ever who she's talking to and t- tells her that she can't make guacamole with lima beans and ritz crackers after <laughs> she hangs up the phone so funny after she hangs up the phone she says gringos yep she so she also says that uh like she had to tell Boomhauer that Swiss cheese isn't Mexican, it's American. It's American. Swiss cheese isn't Mexican, it's yes. American. There's so many layers to that. Yes. Uh she she uh she puts a big R roll whenever she she's she's kind of half listening to Hank spill his woes about his lawn. Yeah, he she's says listening. uh it's she's like, like oh, a he's have, the devil. And that yeah. He's talking have, about Khan and she's like, he's the devil. Um <laughs> but yeah, she she's telling Hank like you need to tell Boom Howard to get some Monterrey. <laughs> and Hank also says that uh, his his lawn is like a a pretty girl with short hair. Like it's it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Which that's a a funny and weird burn. <laughs> um, Peggy has short hair. 
Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, Peggy's really going to be leaning into this Cinco de Mayo. And uh, just right off to the top, I definitely want to point out, it's totally, it's a white person holiday in this episode. And it kind of is a white people holiday. Cinco de Mayo, bit. yeah. Yeah. I don't um, think that Mexican people really, is that even like a thing in Mexico? I'm sure there are celebrations for us, but it's not it's not um quite as impactful as a national holiday as other as other dates in Mexican history. I mean, I love Cinco de Mayo. I'm pro Cinco de Mayo. I'm pro I guacamole. Oh, I, I certainly am too. I'm pro avocado and guacamole <laughs> and margarita. Margarita. Which we do get later as well. Yeah. Um so let's see. Dale pops up at the back door. Um, he's here to he's here to spray. Hank Hank notes that uh, the biweekly sprayings have been doing their job, and we finally get to start. You know, we get to see why Hank's lawn is maybe failing. Um, Dale really uh, kind of lays it on him. Says he lost a client, needs some money. He quotes his last client that left him as saying, "You use too much chemicals." I'm really surprised Hank wasn't able to see this. Like from the beginning that day really all it took was peggy raising it as a question and then Mm -hmm. hank just immediately fires dale like all it took was peggy being like do you think it could be dale spraying your lawn that's preventing it from being good and he's like sure maybe and then immediately fires him yeah and he's (laughs) he's gonna do this firing out in the alley with with the boys as well it's gonna be a little bit of a public they're gonna have an exterminator client breakup. They're gonna have they're gonna have a friendship breakup. Yeah, he's of. trying to trying to spray for fire ants and mentions that fire ants killed Elron Hubbard. Fire ants killed Elron Hubbard. Yes, yeah, so I thought that is, was funny. Is Dale a Scientologist? Is that or was I'm Scientology sure even really a thing in 1997? Oh, probably. Um, yeah, I mean Dale's Dale's all on about some wacky stuff, and I don't know if Elron Hubbard is actually dead. That might be the funnier part of the joke. If you come across that, call yeah, but I think he is or was at that point. Suspicious. Church Dale, of Scientology uh, was founded in February of 1954, apparently. Oh, wow. Jeez. Dale points out that uh, a single queen can lay one million eggs in 24 hours. <laughs> Probably not true. I don't know that much about bugs, but that seems insane. And Bill... Bill's got a, a nice line here. He says, that's more than a human woman will in her lifetime. That is true. Elron Hubbard true. died in 1986 of a stroke. No, it was fire ants, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It was obviously uh, foul play. Yeah. He says they'll swarm on you and sting on a single command. <laughs> this single command element is going to get set up all the way through this episode, but um, it's a very fun episode for the ants. Have you ever been stung by fire ants or oh, bit? Yeah, Sorry, they don't really sting, do they? No, they bite. Yeah, for sure. At my grandparents. So my grandparents lived in a trailer park uh, north of Houston in an area called Tomball, which back in the day. Tom's Balls. Not, yeah, Tom's Balls. It's not the area it is today, but they lived in a little trailer park and they had fire ants all over their property. They got stung all the time going down there. They yeah. do suck. They weren't really a thing in Canada, but when we moved to Oklahoma... Uh, when I was in high school, I remember my like first 
kind of interaction with it was yeah. like similar to when Hank gets bit later mm-hmm. on, like just walking in the grass with with no shoes on, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're getting you bit. That? everywhere it also happened to me while i was climbing once like while i was 80 feet off the ground oh no there were like a bunch of fire ants on my legs uh it was caught on film that footage does exist somewhere but yeah they suck fuck fire ants i would have let dale spray yeah let the man spray but it's it's a really humiliating experience for dale um a couple other funny lines in here dale asks uh you know, do you have a new guy? Is he licensed? Is he bonded? Is that what you want? Someone who's licensed and bonded. Yeah. So we so. find out Dale one doesn't know like what fire ants do. He thinks uh, they sting, and two doesn't even have a license. So yeah, um, we also get a little bit in this in this scene in kind of in the beginning first third of this episode here that um, kind of public opinion amongst the alley is that dale is the man and kind of like knows a lot and knows everything it'll kind of come back a little bit in his face later on but um it's kind of it seems like everyone looks to hank to like know what the real deal is here and later on it's it's a small thing but um yeah dale doesn't take it too well and he fakes spraying the lawn as he's walking off he's like (laughs) solid then we cut to the family heading to the hardware store, the feed and seed or whatever. Um, we get a nice visual of Bobby and Ladybird just kind of like getting thrown <laughs> around in the back of that truck. Well, Ladybird's like tied. She's uh-huh. like on her leash and tied up, and Bobby's just like fucking rolling did, around. Did you ever? Did your dad ever just like have you sit in the bed of the truck to drive anywhere? Yeah, depending on where we were going and if we had to hold some shit. Yeah, that was stuff. like pretty constant. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. like I was just always sitting in the back of a truck with a dog or the dogs were just like running behind the truck. Mm-hmm. So dangerous. That's my boy. So dangerous. Yeah. But uh, also fun as fuck. Very funny visual visual gag. And there'll be another nice funny visual gag. Uh, there's a couple of nice visual gags in this one. Um, so yeah, they're at the hardware store. Hank has got, uh, he's picked up a new hoe. Uh, here's our holiday ho 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 reference. Peggy gives a beautiful line. Uh, why are men broken on an open <laughs> Sorry, floor. repeat that. I was, I think I was drowning you out a little. Oh yeah, no, the, Peggy, Peggy. Uh, <laughs> Hank's got the hoe. Dead floors leaping at your nose. Good for nineties humor. You want me to do it? You want to hear it one more time? You want <laughs> no, me to tell no, it one no. more time, dog? Did you get it that time? Yeah, I got <laughs> Men really do be attracted to hoes, though. Yeah, why are men so attracted to hoes? Peggy Ponders. Yep. No answer given. Uh there we go. Hank um <laughs> Hank spots a, a kicking deal, or not really even a good deal. He spots some beautiful, beautiful grass. Raleigh Saint Raleigh Augustine. Saint Augustine. It's real. Oh, no shit. Did you do some real, grass research? I did some grass. Welcome to Grass Corner, bitch. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna talk guy, grass for a second. I think my guy got me some Raleigh St. Augustine one time. That's what he said it was. Yeah, is that Raleigh St. Augustine oh, Kush? You guys, that would actually be a really good name for a strain of weed, brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hey, before you get into the Raleigh St. Augustine facts and the grass facts, there's a nice uh, line from Hank here. Without my lawn, uh, I'm nothing. Without my lawn, I am Bill. Yeah. Do you want to be married to Bill? Do you want to be married to Bill? <laughs> All right. Uh, grass facts, dude. So Raleigh St. Augustine is a medium coarse, vigorous lawn grass, most widely adapted St. Augustine to Southern U.S. with the exception of Florida. Uh, apparently, it's dense and it's easy to maintain and great for a new homeowner tackling their first lawn. So it's not even like a special type oh. of grass. It's oh, not so it's picky about grass. soil. It does well in the sun and the shade uh, and recovers quickly from damage. So it's not this like super special type of grass maybe it was in the 90s maybe grass has like uh, progressed a lot in the last 20 or so years but from my research and my grass corner and my grass knowledge that Mm -hmm. i spent hours and hours combing through it seems like raleigh st augustine kind of mid it's a mid-tier grass yeah yeah well horticulturists sound off uh, if and you nephews. really love monocultured lawns, sound off. Tell us about Raleigh St. Augustine in the comments. <laughs> I think that's funny that it's a beginner's grass, though. And Hank prides himself on, you know, being an expert in this area. And he's just like fallen in love with this beginner's grass. That's kind of funny. Yeah. And uh, again, maybe it was different in the 90s. Maybe it was like the hot new thing in the 90s. So I only just... have context on today mm-hmm. for my grass facts. Uh, we just instantly jump into that lawn being installed, like no montage yeah. of the tear out process or anything. They're just like, and there it is. Done. There's the final piece of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they get the this nice new lawn installed. Lou Ann's coming out and rolling around in the grass. She really likes the feel of the grass on her skin. And Hank's like, you're pressing my lawn down too much and has to hose the lawn down after she gets up. This was my favorite part of the whole episode was yes. just how happy Luann was as she was rolling around in the grass. You know we notice anytime Luann has screen just time. On pure this pure joy from my girl. Yeah. And um, you love to see it. Dale Dale comes over and, you know, kind of looks like he's making amends for, you know, the scene and the breakup. Uh but as uh Luann is rolling on Khan's grass. <laughs> is your heart racing? Are you upset? Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> very upset. Khan was upset. Uh, so Hank runs over to tell Luann to get off at Khan's lawn. And uh, Dale shakes some shakes some queens out of his pant leg. Out of his fucking pant. And then he walks away like he obviously has a bunch says, of ants in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> he exits out the back. And that will be our first commercial break. It's just so funny to me that like in the couple seconds that Hank and Dale were talking, Luann got up and laid down on Kong's lawn and just started <laughs> <laughs> like, why did she do that? That's the so gra- funny. The grass funny. feels good, dude. She's yeah, just getting in the she's grass. Just filled with joy and 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 love. And we love that for her. For the grass. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's our first commercial break. Uh we're gonna get some more con fresh back from the commercial break. It's the next day. Hank Khan uh, comes out and says his TV guide was stolen. First, he well, bill. we also like, get a nice little shot of Hank's little piggies. 
We get some oh. barefoot time, baby. Oh. There is a according get out, get out, get out, get out. According to all the notes I read on online of this episode, there is some uh there is some Hank's feet related glitches. Scene glitches in a scene later on, he appears without shoes and with shoes and kind of without shoes a couple of times. Oh, is it when he's chasing after Bill? Mm-hmm. There's some hmm. foot continuity, but yeah, more more Hank's feet in this episode. <laughs> and that's what you come here for. You come for the nephews, you come for the grass facts, and you come for the foot continuity. You come for me pointing out the feet contents. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just I I had to point out that we saw yeah. Hank's feet. I did notice some interesting in this opening here. Hank uh, takes his slippers off to stand on his lawn in his bare feet. And there's some Mm -hmm. interesting Foley sound of the slippers coming off. That's just like very progressive and frontal. So a little sound note in there that I was like, huh. Sound note. Shoe scrape. Yeah. Sound note. Sound note. Con is going to call Hank a hillbilly. Oh, hillbilly barefoot. Uh, It's just going to immediately insult him again. Han is is going to become jealous of Hank's new lawn and is going is going to rush into the house to uh, get to work improving his lawn. Uh, he's going to storm off and say, "Maybe tomorrow we compare salaries." Yep, just kind of thick, thick ass burn. Yeah. So he calls him a hillbilly, insults his income, uh, and then he rushes inside. He's getting um, he's getting Min and Con Junior up to get to work on the lawn. Well, he also, he tells men to find his tax return or find something. Find his tax return, yeah. <laughs> um, Hank spots his hose on his lawn. Doesn't want to get a doesn't want to get an imprint, and then bam, fire ants. There they are. He discovers just them. like Dale warned. Mm-hmm. And Dale is right there over the fence. <laughs> How is he and- not immediately like you did this? Yeah, exactly. It seems so. They were talking about fire ants the day before uh-huh. when yeah, he fired him. Um, you have to suspend some disbelief about Hank's character and his knowledge in this episode. Yeah. To not know before Peggy suggested that two times a week spraying your lawn with chemicals was a bad idea. <laughs> well, he was just supporting his friend. Yeah. So this is an episode, I think, where they write down Hank's intelligence to upplay other characters a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dale's right there. Um, uh, you know, just alluding to the, to the trickery that's afoot. And then, um, they're setting up the, the trap that they've bought. Peggy gets an eco a kill. Yeah, dude. The government wouldn't let them put that on there unless it was ecologically safe. And then the visual <laughs> gag is on the box. It says economically safe. right in front of her fucking face. It says so, economical. So she thinks it's ecologically safe, but it's economically sound. Fucking dumb, Peggy. <laughs> Whoa, right. man. F, that was, that was, that was. Whoa. Strange. Whoa. Well, Shots fired. Sunday evening, folks. Bye-bye. It's the end of the day. Tomorrow's Monday, and we're not happy about it. Oh, don't remind me. Mm, I hate Mondays. So does my cat. <laughs> <laughs> that one's just for you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Chris looks I'll put a picture of on screen right next to your mug pose for the camera pose for the camera Chris looks exactly like John Arbuckle from Garfield sound off in the comments if you think that's well you agree if yeah. you hate Mondays obviously you, you agree that hates yeah. Mondays 
and loves um, to eat enchiladas. No, dude, I'm not even gonna take that bait. You know what he eats. Yeah, I'm trying to give it's lasanga. We all know it's lasanga. Anyway, eco kill. Yeah, eco Joseph knows what it is. Yeah, Joseph's uh, like, oh shit, (laughs) they got eco kill. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, we get a Hank does a small diatribe about um, using nature against uh, nature. And then we get a cut to Bobby and Joseph with the magnifying glass, which is using another example of using nature against nature. Um, magnifying glasses are nature. I mean, it's the sun. The sun is nature, and That's glass can be found in nature. Fuck, fuck. got me, yeah, dude. This idiot. this idiot doesn't know that glass can be found in the wild. <laughs> Have you never heard of sea glass? Shit, fuck. God. Yeah, Bobby doesn't seem to understand that he's. Burning the ants. <laughs> he's like, that's so cruel as he's burning the like Yes. It's a funny gag. It's very funny. But it's also like, how the at what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so like Bobby, most uh, of the jokes in this episode are yes. like someone says something and very obviously doesn't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like the fourth instance of that same kind of joke coming up. Yes. There's also a lot of scenery joke in this about you know saying people so confidently stating and doing one thing whenever the posted stuff says another yeah, yeah. ecological uh, so bobby is going to grab a couple of ants and then uh we get a cut to the nighttime dale is going to sabotage the traps that uh hank and peggy have set up uh which causes the the uh hornets or wasps to fly up in his face and Dale is going to take off his glasses to spray his face with bug spray and just absolutely unflinching sprays himself full in the face yeah, with these chemicals. Chemical. He's also like never wearing a mask when he's doing any of the spraying, but like encouraging nope. other people that they he's should smoking, wear the mask. Yeah. While doing it. <laughs> yeah. If you're ever wonder like what makes Dale so crazy? There is no highfalutin convoluted answer to Dale and his conspiracy theories. It's he is inhaling chemicals all the time. Yeah, he's brain dead. <laughs> he's, he has holes in his brain. He's and unwell. Like, Why is he? He seems so smart. Is it? No, he's he. Uh, OSHA has questions. Yeah, Baba <laughs> Bobby accidentally grabs a queen. Yeah, um, this next scene is is very interesting because they've got these ants in a gumball machine. Bobby yeah. and Joseph. He just had an gonna, empty gumball machine laying around. That would make sense for Bobby, I think. Yeah, we're gonna get some interesting slips here about Joseph's parentage and the fact that maybe Bobby knows about Joseph's parentage. So Joseph is talking about. I didn't even queen. catch that. I thought it was oh, just like this? a like Bobby's kind of dumb. Yeah, kind of joke. no. I, I, well, I thought that originally, and then I thought, well, maybe he does know. It could be both, but yeah. Uh. Joseph's talking about the queen, and he says, it's like the one on my dad's truck. And Bobby says, Mr. Gribble's truck? He, he says, you mean Joseph Dale says, Gribble's truck? Yeah, you mean Dale Gribble's truck. Yeah, yeah, my dad. So, I didn't even read it that way. I guess oh, okay. that that probably was the joke. I mean, maybe that that could have been the joke because we haven't seen no that makes a lot a little... of sense like bobby's like wait that's not your dad what are you talking about yeah we see john redcorn like in you. this episode but we haven't got a big big john redcorn father lore episode or anything yet so like yeah it's kind of that unspoken it's just been visually implied really throughout yeah. this season 
So I thought that was maybe a joke on that Bobby perhaps knows, but I guess we'll have to check that with later episodes where they deal with that. It's going to cut to the next morning. Hank's going to grab the paper. Uh, he's not happy about there being a showcasing of graffiti artists. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, uh, here's this for a headline. Local man cancers, cancels newspaper subscription. That'll show him. Very, very Hank Hill thing to say. Yeah, ooh, that'll show him. <laughs> um, and his lawn is just absolutely covered in anthills. And here's where we get another fun animated comedy trope of the whole town is right there. Yeah. All of the sudden. That was that was my biggest question. Everybody like there. he comes out, it's early as fuck in the morning, uh-huh. and just everyone is Everyone's like, there. Oh, look at your line. It's not the day of the block party yet, is it? No, it's not. It's actually the radio wakes him up in the morning and it is Quattro de Mayo. That's the day this episode came out. Whoa. Shit. That's crazy. And that's man. the day that we're recording this. Yeah. That we're releasing in December. Yeah, December twenty second. It all if... lines up, nephews. It all lines up. <laughs> That's what we call our fans. <laughs> nephews of the hill. Nephews of the hill. King, it's us, the king of the nephews. <laughs> we will have an army of nephews at our yes. disposal. Yeah, the radio wakes him up and it says it's Quattro de Mayo. But yeah, uh, we get a nice a nice dually dually presence yep. here. Just walks up from the crowd of people uh, and says, "You've got ants." <laughs> based yes so funny Um, i love dooley yeah i love dooley too speaking of the crowd coming out of nowhere that happens in spongebob a lot the town just amasses itself yeah watching some sponge the other day you want to talk about that no not for too long but i think that's kind of a fun (laughs) spongebob corner beat i like you want to just switch this to being a spongebob con uh podcast i almost said contest We should release SpongeBob and King. Yeah, dude, we shouldn't record these podcast. episodes at night. No. <laughs> On Not Sunday night. Sodas. Sodas. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking hard liquor. I have a I have a soda from uh, a place that that you like. Got a little fossil cut. Ah, you son of a bitch. Yeah, dude. I was I was just over there. I had to give me some. I have some shit from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Fossil Cove. Please sponsor us. Yeah. No, they don't ship. They don't ship out of that. Send all your nephews to us. Mm -hmm. Give us your nephews. That that doesn't sound right. Can't say give us your nephews. We might not have to call our followers nephews. Um, (laughs) No, we are. Yeah. So, uh, so they, they got a lot of anthills, a lot of anthills. Yeah. Um, Hank, Hank resigns himself to uh, gravel and wood chips. Mm hmm just completely gives up on life it seems yes um and we are going to get a nice cut here as as hank is breaking down he's having he's having a menti b as the girlies say um as the nephews say uh bobby is just or no bobby's back in his room uh because joseph told him earlier that the queens control their workers with smells so Bobby's going to stick his face down in the gum yeah. machine, and he's going to huff them queen fumes. It just kind of seems like Bobby's horny. I don't. I didn't necessarily <laughs> read it like that. It just kind of seems like Bobby's hormonal and doesn't really know what's going on. Thinks that he's in love with an ant. I I don't necessarily know if he has romantic inclinations towards towards the ant, but uh, he is able to be. That put under control 
he is a male that is able to be put under control by this queen ant. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's talk about how manipulative women are. Yeah, they just like smell. My God, are you still talking? (laughs) (laughs) They just like smell good, and it makes you want to do stuff for them, and that's not fair. See, you can't use my nose against me. Exactly. Big enough. Yeah. But yeah, Bobby is uh he's being controlled by the queen now. Yeah, he's under under her control. This was the area where I for, had forgotten what I liked about this episode of the first time I watched it and it kind of influenced my my score of the episode later on is this whole thing with Bobby and the queen. See, I found I the Bobby stuff happens. with the queen so strange. Oh, I loved it. This was like my favorite <laughs> part of the episode. <laughs> I mean, it is it is funny. It's, it's just very like, funny. It just kind of read that he was horny to me. Yeah. Anyways, he gets mind controlled. Um, We're going to cut to uh, Hank needing to go talk to Dale. He goes and visits Dale's house where we get a nice visual gag of him smoking on a uh, super flammable flammable. barrel. (laughs) And also they're not hanging out in the alley. It kind of seems as though they're like avoiding Hank. They're avoiding Hank. Uh, It does seem like he's Dale is kind of holding court with Boomhauer and uh, Bill. But Hank has come over to... um, you know, make amends. Dale starts talking about, I was just telling the guys about Stonehenge and Hank tries to interrupt him. And there's Mm -hmm. a nice fun, like Dale just finishes his sentence about, you know, what the Druids used Stonehenge for. It's a nice joke. Calendar. Calendar. Anyways, what'd you want? (laughs) Um, Hank asks him to come back and Dale's like, not sure. And Hank's like, I'm asking you because you're my friend. And Dale's like, ooh, I'm Hank's friend. <laughs> Tie a ribbon around me. Uh, well, and uh, there's also the, uh, like, Bill is asking if he should, like, fill his propane tank off with lighter fluid. Yes. And Hank is trying to, like, correct him. And mm-hmm. Dale says it's fine. And they all trust Dale now. So, like, yes. the tables have turned. The dynamic has shifted. Because yeah. now, in their minds, Hank can't take care of Alon. So his yeah. opinion doesn't matter. That's uh that's kind of one of the things I was alluding to back earlier about they kind of default to Hank yeah. as the leader of of the alley and it seems he'll hear that Dale has maybe upset the power balance of the alley. Yeah. Now I bit. thought it would have been really funny if later in the episode they actually this is my biggest qualm with this episode. We don't ever fucking big get qualm it. alert. Big qualm alert. Let's talk about it. Big qualm alert. Wait, let's get the big qualm alert going. <laughs> He's got a qualm in his palms. We don't ever get the block party, do we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do for a little bit. Yeah, but it's like a tiny brief bit. Yeah, it's nothing. We see it. It would have been really funny if at the block party, Bill's barbecue fucking exploded or something and caught fire. If that was just like a like a throwaway gag of like. Bill listen oh, to yeah. Dale and his his barbecues on fire or that, something later on. That would have been a good that would have been a good background scene yeah. to be drawn in. Yeah, that would be nice if we got to see it from afar. But yeah, we we do only get to see the block party for like literally a couple of seconds worth of yeah. Animation. It's like a shot. Yeah, a shot worth of animation. Everyone, it's still Cinco de Mayo is still coming. Like it's the ticking clock. This started on Cuatro de Mayo, so Cinco de Mayo is still coming. But we do only see the block party for like that much yeah i wanted to know more about the guacamole uh-huh. 
I just uh, wanted more. Dale agrees to bring Hank back on uh, to come exterminate these bugs. Dale comes out and sprays the lawn with this pink, foamy stuff. Hank is like, it's not going to bleach, is it? And Dale's like, no, it's all good. And this is that joke where he's like, you should probably put that mask back on. Yeah. As he's, he's just, just engulfed in all of, <laughs> all of it mm-hmm. and smoking. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to get our commercial break there. Commercial alert. Ooh, or actually, no way. We don't get our commercial break there. They wake up and then it's the Cinco de Mayo. He sees yeah, his lawn and it's that's the, the day. Break. The lawn is dead. Yes. And that's that's when Hank resigns himself to wood chips and gravel yes. and has his whole existential crisis while yes. all of the guys on the street are just talking shit within earshot of Hank. Yes. <laughs> they uh, can all he, he can hear all of them. He he breaks down. Uh he never got a chance to mow her. Yes. He's, he's talking about his lawn like it was a, a long lost lover, which is the second time this season that Hank has has wants held, to fuck uh, his lawn. He's more attracted to objects than to his wife. Yeah, his yep. guitar and his lawn. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm sure we'll get an episode where that object is the truck. Yeah, he never got a chance to mow her. Peggy is going to mispronounce Cinco de Mayo, even though Cinco, she's pronounced Cinco it, de Mayo. <laughs> even though she's pronounced it correctly earlier yeah. in this episode, she's going to call it Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Bill um, says, poor Hank serves him right. Serves him right. Which, what the fuck? Yes. They all hate Hank now because he can't take care of a lawn. Dale, Dale says, I, I used all that was necessary, not a 55-gallon drum more. Yeah. <laughs> he just fucking nuked his lawn. Uh Khan is going to chime in, and I love it whenever Khan becomes the fourth member of the alley. Yeah, sometimes there's scenes where a core member of the alley will go off, and they slot Khan in. Yeah, so Khan it's always gonna, funny. Khan talks about karma and how it's going to come back and white, you know, bite his big white stubborn ass. Um, and in my right in my there. country, we have a thing called karma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Hanks, yeah, like you know, I can hear you. He's like right there. Yeah, like mourning the death of his lawn. Um, we cut to the kitchen for a real nice short scene between Luann and Peggy. I always love these scenes, especially this first season. Luann is going to say that Buckley wants to bring his thirty-eight to shoot off, but Uncle Hank says nothing bigger than a twenty-two. And very that's when Texas Peggy says, "Yeah, Peggy says, well, you know, he's the block captain, and it kind of trails off from there. So it's a fun, fun Luann Buckley Peggy scene there." As Bobby uh, is sneaking in and stealing spoonfuls of sugar. Yes. In his mouth. So this is where we get a visual and a music cue transition to, uh, as we see Bobby kind of like scurry in and up to the sugar bowl, the music changes a little bit and Bobby just eats all the sugar. Peggy is going to, you know, come over and say that she needs the azugar. <laughs> what is, is she, she making? She making like churros or she's something? She's making churros. Yeah. She's making churros. So she needs some azugar. And uh, Bobby, you know, scurries off with some funny music. So then we're going to jump over and see Peggy borrowing some sugar from Nancy. We get um, Hank in the background just sitting in a lawn chair. In the dirt. In the dirt. and the <laughs> Which becomes mud. Up. Yeah. And we <laughs> Immediately kinda, sinks into it. We kind of get that visual through the kitchen window behind Peggy and Nancy, which is nice. So Peggy's come over to borrow some some sugar, some azúcar, some azúcar. Uh, <laughs> Nancy's like, I hope Hank doesn't blame it on Dale. 
And Peggy's like, no, she knows he, you know, he knows he was doing his job. And she's like, he gave him a raise. Nancy's like, there's some down in the basement. And Peggy is like, I'll go get it. Yeah. Why would they just keep extra sugar in their basement? Yeah. Down with all the chemicals that Dale keeps down there. But this is a this is an episode plot, where you gotta suspend you gotta suspend a lot of belief. Yeah. For this one. Um, so yeah, Peggy goes downstairs and finds out all of the plans and everything. Supposedly he there's... has a fucking like model of Hank's house just for like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go here at four AM and put fire ants on the lawn. Why does that constitute having a model? Again, plot, suspend disbelief, all of yeah. that. It is funny. Yeah, Dale's basement is always, there's always something cooking down there in Dale's basement, you know? Yeah. That's always where the plot is at. Supposedly, there's some like shot for shot reference to some stuff from Silence of the Lambs in this scene with the night vision type of thing. I saw that in my research online. I didn't go back and look at it, but supposedly What's the seen night in vision... Silence in the Land. Oh, yeah, when all the lights get turned off. Yeah, uh, when Clarice is in Buffalo mm-hmm. Bill's place. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is true. I haven't seen that film in a long time, but that's something that's pointed out online about this episode. Is the oh, I watched it scene? a couple weeks ago. Actually, Ooh. that's a favorite. I have it. I have it on the shelf back there. Mm. Jonathan Demi. The director of Silence of the Lambs uh, was also directed the Talking Heads concert film Stop Making Sense, which recently had a theatrical re-release and remastering. It's the greatest concert film of all time. I know. I think the last time we recorded, you were going to see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It was great, by the way. Movie. Yeah. Nice. IMAX. Shout out to the Talking Heads. Talking Head Heads. Yeah. Uh, Big time shout out. If David Byrne wants to come on this podcast... You're welcome anytime. Same with Tina Wayman. Same with Chris Franz. Jerry Harrison, you'll have to audition. I'm sorry. There's always room for more nephews. Uh, But yeah, Peggy has discovered Dale's nefarious plans. Um, Dale says, you know, if you're relying on my confession, might as well give that up because I am simply not credible, which is funny. (laughs) Dale knows that he's insane. Um, It'll never hold up in court. mm Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby, uh, we're going to cut over to Bobby who has gotten a command from the queen to go out (laughs) and release her into the yard. We also in between that get a shot of Bobby just spitting the sugar into the, into the Yeah, somewhere back there. He's like telling her to like feast, feast. (laughs) So fucking weird, man. Yeah. That's, that's why it's my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Bobby releases the queen into the yard, and then uh, Peggy, you know, is running out and telling... She tattles. She tattles. Of course she does. Um, Hank's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And starts- Barefoot, by the way. Barefoot. Mm-hmm. Here's here's where the foot conspiracy starts, folks. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where some of the foot and shoe continuity is at. So if you're following along or have just watched this, I hope you were paying attention. Uh, yeah, Hank uh, is going to chase Dale around the truck, kind of yelling and arguing, and they're kind of having it out. Um, you know, the plot has been unraveled. Dale says he, you know, didn't originally want to put them on the lawn. He he put them on the driveway, but they couldn't eat through. Con- they couldn't bite through concrete because they're weak, weak like me. Dale, obviously, sometimes <laughs> when he gets trapped in corners, he kind of shrinks down like a little he's, bug of a guy. He's an ant. 
I just learned as I was looking up the continuity goof thing, I just learned of another goof that Ooh. Dale's truck is actually a termite, not an ant. Oh. Ants apparently don't look queens of uh, ant queens don't look like that. Oh my god, bug facts. Yeah. Bug facts. I can't believe we got they grass didn't facts. That. We got bug facts. This is only according to uh, the fandom.com King of the Hill wiki, so I don't know how uh, credible that is. But Unless Yeah, Hank's about to kick Dale's ass. Going to kick Dale's ass, uh, but Bobby is going to interrupt him because Bobby is covered in ants. Uh, because once Bobby put the ants onto the ground, the ants started crawling back onto him. And he is... There weren't that many ants, but I guess he poured them all into like a an active colony active yeah. colony and that pissed them all off i'm guessing that the queen that he dropped in there was probably devoured immediately oh no see here's the thing i think with what this goes on in the suspended disbelief i think this is another episode where they are actually starting to branch into some um you know like magical reality such as the <laughs> we matanya episode okay bobby think, was the magic one in that case well by the way that dale reacts to this later on because he says they've been waiting 15 years to do this eventually i think the queen was using bobby consciously to get back at dale i think this is an area where the supernatural is playing a bigger role in all of this because yeah bobby is covered wow. in ants and then suddenly hank and dale kind of forget their feud right oh dale, my god i know dude here it goes dale is like bobby stay still and hank is like Listen to him, Bobby. He's an expert. So, you know, they've got their squabbles, but initially when Bobby is in danger, they drop it. And Hank is like, Bobby's like, Dad, what do I do? And Hank is like, you do what Dale tells you to do. Yeah, this this last act is Dad, very harrowing. Daniel. You kind of um, just won me over on this episode. Did I? Okay, good. Yeah. This is what it won me over to is this whole Bobby. Yeah. This whole Bobby that, that idea of like the ant was just manipulating Bobby this whole time yes. to get at Dale. I think that's what it was because that is, look, that is a queen that Dale kept trapped for so long. Ostensibly, yep. it would make sense that this queen would spite and want to get revenge against Dale. So she takes over Bobby. Damn. She gets into the yard. But then when Bobby releases her, we get a scene of the ants flowing back onto him. So once he's covered in ants, Dale comes over and he's like, grab my hand. They'll come onto me. And Bobby's like, um, I think Bobby expresses some concern for Dale and Dale does say like, Oh, or I think he says like, won't they bite you or something like that? And Dale says they've been waiting to get him for 15 years. Yeah. So apparently he's had this colony of ants down in his basement for at least 15 years. Or just the fire ant community in general. He's genocided yeah, so many of their people. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're here to get revenge, but we get a nice fun youch from Dale yeah. and he just kind of falls over. Well, it seems as though he dies. Yes. Hank thinks he, that he is dead. He does allude way earlier in the episode. He's kind of in the be beginning talking about how, when Hank's breaking up with him, talking about how fire ants can kill with, you know, if they all get you. Well, all they killed once. L. Ron Hubbard. That's they how L. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard, Hubbard died. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Hank, Hank thinks he's dead. Um, and, you know, he says, like, you sacrificed yourself to save my son. I guess we're even for you ruining my life. Yep. He, I loved the gag of when Dale comes back to he like coughs up some ants. Yes, <laughs> like I, in I his throat, like that a lot. Which uh, 
maybe he has fucking fire ant bites inside his throat too radical sounds great um he does that dale comes to and does ask while i was blacked out was anything inserted into me <laughs> that might have been and my Hank favorite is like, line you're alive <laughs> and he's like answer the question <laughs> so and then we this... get the fucking block party mm-hmm. for 10 seconds yes um yeah we get the block party for just a little bit because hank is inside moping just watching so, golf which is watching basically just watching lawns Mm-hmm. And Peggy is full cultural appropriation at this time. Yes, we get the we get a very quick shot of the alley. Bobby is wearing a poncho and a sombrero. Lots of other folks in I didn't the catch that. Audience are uh, dressed culturally inappropriately, and there's no Mexican people anywhere. Late nineties, yes, no Mexican <laughs> people, and the only person of color that they have at this is Con is, is Con and John Redcorn. Yeah, we, well, I guess Min and Connie too. Mm-hmm pretty diverse the super nuisance pones but yeah the neighbors the neighbors come out and they have all brought him patches of their lawn um, was it their lawn or did they go out and buy some i don't i couldn't tell if it was they looked to all be the same type of grass right it was yes, all they, uniform they did supposedly this is also another area that parallels to another movie supposedly this kind of matches up to some scenes in it's a wonderful life really um, yeah, supposedly there's a scene in there. That's just what the pre-established wikis and fandoms have connected to this. Um, I'm not super familiar with It's a Wonderful Life, but I think there is a scene where people are expressing their gratitude towards an individual and some of what Hank says back to them about, you know, without you guys in my life or something like that. But apparently there's some parallels here. Um, if we really miss the point here, jump in the comments, nephews, and let us know. How bad your uncles <laughs> missed the reference here. <laughs> um, but yeah, the neighbors all bring him some patches of lawn. Even Khan brings them some patch of lawn. This yep. is where we see John Redcorn. I think, I can't remember if he has lines, but we do see him. He's there. That's all He's that there. matters. Hank is um, very bad at express, expressing gratitude yes. as well. But he says that Dale is his best friend. And Bill gets jealous, which is funny. Mm-hmm. And Hank, his response to that is just, yeah, well. Yeah, well. And that's how the fucking episode ends. Yeah, he doesn't answer <laughs> his question. Yeah, the episode ends there. Uh, we do get a credit scene. Yep. Uh, the credit scene is him mowing over the grass that all of his neighbors have brought him. He's got a little tiny square in the center of his dirt lawn. Um, and he is mowing those couple of squares of grass. And humming a song. I was trying to figure out what he was humming, and I couldn't figure it out. I was trying to figure it out, too, and I could not. But if anyone in the comments, if any of you little nephews know. If any of you nephews want to track it down and tell your uncles. Chime on in. Let us know. Yes. Yeah, dude. So I originally, whenever I saw this episode, thought this Episode? Episode? I was gonna say like, fucking episode, episode, dude. Are you episode, kidding me? Episode. I originally was God thinking dang it, Bobby, like God dang it, Bobby, God dang it, God dang it, Bobby, God dang it, Bobby, God dang it. Wait, are you just going right into the to the rating? Hell yeah, dude. We're going straight. We gotta. Into the ratings, bro. We gotta. We gotta set it up so we can knock it down. I thought of a name for Our this two segment. Listeners already know how this goes. I thought of a name for this segment. Oh. The alley. Ooh. 
we're heading into the alley to crack some beers. This is the alley alley segment. Crack them. Wait for it. Wait for it. Come on. The alley. Alley segment. This is the part of the show where we give the episode a rating out of a six pack of Alamo brews. How many would we drink? And you were saying you were thinking three and a half. Initially? I started after my first watch through, which was at least like a week and a half or two weeks ago. I was okay. thinking, I was like, this is a three, three and a half beer episode for me. It kind of felt like a throwaway. And then on second watch through, it jumped up to at least a five beer for me. Five. I think I'm five. Damn. Yeah, and it, it's all about the stuff that's going on with Bobby. Um, I thought the <laughs> I thought the dynamics of the alley were nicely on display here about how you know like Hank is kind of the suggested suggested given leader. Um, we got some nice um, quick features from Luann and a lot of nice visual gags. So it went it went to five for me. There was a lot going on here. See, I was initially probably at around like a four, and then I think on my second watch that I did this morning. I maybe went down to like a one and a half or a two. Oh, my second watch there. I was like, this isn't, there's like a lot of inconsistencies. The story structure of this episode seems kind of fucked. Uh, the ending, like there, there wasn't like, there was a resolution, but it felt kind of shoehorned in a little bit. Like it just ended so abruptly. Like I wanted it to end at the block party. I wanted the block party to happen. I wanted to like see yeah. all of the block party stuff because all of this was about Hank trying to impress people at the block party. But as we talked through it, I realized that it wasn't about that at all. It wasn't about the block party. It was never about the block party. It was about yeah. Hank and Dale's friendship. And it was also about Bobby being manipulated by a fire ant that is trying to get mm-hmm. at Dale. Yeah, That's we don't... the story. We don't get the, the episode. B, we don't get the B story until halfway through the second act. It kind of we get that queen controlling Bobby like, yeah. towards the second act, like halfway through the second act. So it's a little slow to develop there, and it's a little on the down low. But I I thought yeah. that stuff was so fun. But thinking about it with that framework in mind, rather than what I was trying to make the episode be, I think I'm coming up there with you, and I'm cracking open another beer, and I'm going to fucking five two, going brother. Up to five. It's a silly Let's little Sunday. Do it. It's a silly Sunday. In the Two alley. fives for wow. your boys. I also think this one had a. Shut up. Really nice replayability. <laughs> This seemed like something you could probably throw on reruns because it's kind of yeah. self-encapsulated. It's got it's There's a, good it's good visual like, gags. It's memorable jokes before the commercial breaks were yeah. good. Um, they set you up with some stuff. So yeah, I thought it. I thought it was nice. We got a nice. little bit from every character for the most part too. Like we had some funny Bobby moments. We had mm-hmm. some funny Peggy mispronouncing shit moments. We had some solid con zingers. We had the moment was Luann rolling in the grass, which we was spectacular. We got good Joseph, some yeah. like a couple little scenes with Joseph, but that was good. We got a little bit of Nancy, tiny bit of Nancy. We had a little bit of the Alley Boys. It kind of had it all. 
the more I think about it, the more I like this it episode. Had, it had Bill being an idiot talking about that's more than a human woman will yeah. birth in her life. Like, and also Bill being sad because when they bring the lawn, he said he was like saving it for someone, but she's, but she's never coming, coming back. back. <laughs> You're saving grass for when your wife yeah. comes back. Just one patch of grass. Yeah. So uh, you did. I drove, you I won drove me the, over. I drove the mower on this one and I'm glad that I could that I could give your lawn a nice good clean you cut. captained the mower quite well uh, i must say because i'm driving the mower you may have the select of the king first for this episode <gasps> final segment time <laughs> this of course is the segment of the show the hill king segment the titular segment of the show yes. as some may well, say Welcome back from the fast forwarding that you did through the middle of the episode. Thank you just for being to here. get to the 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 fucking meat of it. This is where we crown the king of the episodes. Hill, uh, this is completely on the spot. We don't pre-think any of this. We just decide after discussing the episode who the MVP of the episode is. Since you drove the mower, I'm gonna go first. And I'm just going to go with my gut here. Mm-hmm. And I think for this episode's Hill King, I am going to go with Khan. Ooh, nice. Wow. Yes. I loved his digs and his jabs. Yes. He wasn't in the episode a ton, but those were the points in the episode where I laughed out mm-hmm. loud. And I this... take a lot of, take a lot of, gravitas to an out loud chuckle yes his uh his humor for screen time on this episode was off the charts yeah he was all he was all zingers he came off the bench but he was fucking six man Mm -hmm. of the year for this episode and it was tight though you could really give it to anyone they really do a good job of setting con up as kind of um you know the alley is usually always on hank's side but Khan is kind of his like is Hank's like enemy yeah. on the block, so to speak. It's the, yeah. you know they share the dividing line. They're really... and he jumped on the opportunity to 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 shit on Hank. Yes, and the second he had anyone on his on side, he was like, "All right, these guys are over here with me now." So also openly insulting him, calling him a hillbilly. Yep. So it's Khan. Asking to it's Khan salaries. for your boy. That's the first one for Khan. Yeah, absolutely. Villain it. lover. Yeah, be rad. Loves a villain. You know uh, me. What do you got? Who's your Hill King? Villain. Uh, my Hill King for this episode, I hope should be as no surprise. I know who it's going to be. It is the Ant Queen. It is the Fire Ant Queen. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say Bobby. You're going to make me animate the yeah, fucking dude. Ant Queen. Into yeah, the it was the Fire Ant Queen. There's Wematanye and she now the this. the driver of the beast. God damn it, man. I want to know. I want to know her story. Like All right. Happened in those like she's okay. got a 15 year beef with yep. Dale and she exacted her revenge this episode. Ugh. I did everything words. right and they indicted me. She told Bobby to turn the music down. She told Bobby to eat the sugar. She told Bobby <laughs> to put her in the lawn. And that was it. She exact she had a plan. She saw her opportunity and she took it. But she failed in the end. Dale well, didn't got- die. True. He did yeah. not die. But all those ants kind of got away, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
it exists. Hmm. Yeah, so my <laughs> my queen of this hill is that's the fire a, queen. That's an unhinged hill king to choose, but I respect it. <laughs> well, shit, man. All right. Solid, solid pick. Solid episode. Honestly, solid you you won me over on the bitch. Uh, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, dude. Next, you got uh, any? Do I have plugs? Is that what you're about to ask? I was no, gonna I ask if you anything plugs, to plug. Man. You want to plug this show? I will. I will plug this show. I will plug nephews. <laughs> no, <laughs> Don't I, say I, I, I will plugs. plug nephews. Oh, Don't plug nephews, man. Uh, <gasps> oof. Uh, yeah. No, I got nothing to plug. No All right. You got what do we got? Stuff? What do we got next week? Next week is the season finale. We might have a mm. guest. We might for have the first guest, time. Folks. We might have a guest on the show. It might be someone that some of the people who listen to this show know a little bit. It would depend on if you're on the naughty or nice list, nephews. Wait, hold on. This is the holiday season. Chairs broken on an open fire. Dead floors leaping as knows. Yeah, that's that's a, a good a good place to cut it off next week we've got uh the finale episode 12 plastic white female yeah i haven't watched it yet excited to give it a watch hopefully with a guest mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes all right uh, if you time. are watching on youtube you can go and subscribe on apple and spotify uh if you are listening on apple or spotify there's a video component to this i edit it all together there's animations there's visual gags that watch this we don't really Ah. reference yeah shit's going up on the screen it's all crazy whoa whoa uh like it subscribe on every platform comment Email us at hillkingspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at hillkingspod. I occasionally put together highlights and post them on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, send us memes. Send us memes. A shout out to, uh, there's a meme account that just followed us that has Ooh. like 15,000 subscribers. Oh my um, God. Yeah. Shout out to ladybird.hill on instagram shout out to ladybird for giving us a follow appreciate it reach out we love your memes love to have you on the show send us your memes send us your send OC. Us, yeah send everyone us your stolen memes send us your nephews pictures of your nephews no brad hill <laughs> <laughs> right, kings can't. out we'll end it right there later <laughs> We can't call yeah, them nephews. Yeah, seriously, I'm sorry. we're, we're going to have to. can't be nephews. Don't push yeah, the no, issues. We're going we're gonna to continue, I think. It's, we might call ourselves our uncles, but I'm done calling you. No, nephews. you're all our nephews, and we want to see pictures of all of your feet. Also, Kyle, don't let Ben listen to this. Ben, go to bed. <laughs> Brush your teeth. Dentist Toby is watching. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah,